Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome to Wrestling World. As always, I am your host, Austin Boyer. And before we get down to business, I just want to take the moment to apologize for the delay on this episode. I've been sick for the past few weeks, and I've been wanting to do a new episode, but because I've been sick, there was just no chance. But anyway, I'm feeling better. I hope everyone's having a great day. So let's get down to business. Okay. Survivor Series 2020, Raw vs. SmackDown is just around the corner. We have an exciting show, or or for what I assume is an exciting show. Hopefully it's going to be, but we'll see. Um, We have Team vs. Raw vs. Team SmackDown. On Team Raw, we have the self-proclaimed team captain, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, and last but not least, Matt Riddle. On Team SmackDown, we have Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, and Otis from Heavy Machinery. Well, he was from Heavy Machinery, but we all know what happened with that. Okay, this match here. Um, I think I, I see Team Raw taking this. I see Team Raw taking the win. Um, I just feel that they have the better team. I feel that Seth Rollins isn't very trustworthy. I feel that he will turn on his teammates at some point. Plus, you have guys like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle who need to get over desperately as superstars in the main roster as new superstars I should say so I see Team Raw taking this now I gotta say though I don't like the build to Survivor Series at all you know usually you have for a Survivor Series build you have you know Raw invade Smackdown Smackdown invade Raw and it's just back and forth we didn't see that for the last few weeks we haven't seen much of a build-up at all for this pay-per-view. Um, so I, I think it was very lazy. I think this is a very lazy setup. You know, the matches weren't were just announced. just out of nowhere. Um, there's, there's been a few last-minute changes as well. As far as the McIntyre versus Roman Reigns match is concerned. You know, before... It was supposed to be Randy versus versus Roman Reigns. We're not getting that now. But we'll get into that later. But, yes, as far as Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, um, this has been a very lazy setup. We're seeing... Um, instead, instead of a brand invasion, we're seeing you know, miscommunication between the teams. And I think that takes away, um, it takes away from the Survivor Series build itself because, you know, when 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 we talk about Survivor Series, you want to talk about the fact that, okay, you have two teams going against each other. You want to see a little rivalry 
between the two, you know, leading into the show. And we haven't seen that. And I think that's a major problem, you know. I don't know what the creative team is going through right now. Um, I don't know who booked this card, but I, I really just think this is a lazy setup for Survivor Series. And I'm not talking about just this match itself. I'm talking about the whole show. Um, there is one match in particular that I want to see that has Nick set up for Survivor Series, but we'll talk about that soon. <coughs> Excuse me. But I do see Team Raw taking this just for the fact that Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are on the card on this team. Um, they are new superstars. They desperately need to get over Keith Lee and Riddle especially because ever since they joined the main roster, they haven't really done much. You know, Riddle, he's had a few matches with King Corbin, you know, a few matches here and there, but he hasn't really done much. There hasn't really been any kind of a feud for him. Um, he's had, you know, matches here and there. He's lost a few, won a few. But ever since joining the main roster, he hasn't really done much as far as you know, getting into a feud with the superstar. Um, so he desperately needs a win. Same with Keith Lee. Ever since Keith Lee joined, he's been going into matches with, you know, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. But the same with him. He hasn't really had much of a feud. So I really think these two guys need to pick up the win. Um, maybe even be the last two members of the remaining team to pick up the win. There is a chance Team SmackDown can win this. You know, Seth Rollins. You have Jey Uso. A, a good team. But I'm still leaning towards Team Raw for this match because of just the fact that Riddle and um, Keith Lee are on this team. But we'll see. Okay. The women's elimination match, we have Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana. Yes, I said Lana, of all people. Of all people to have on this team, they pick Lana. Uh, it's, it's, I guess you could say it's not bad booking. It's not horrible, but, you know, it's Lana, so... But anyway, <coughs> Team SmackDown, we have Bianca Blair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. Um, I'm leaning towards Team SmackDown with this. Once again, the build-up to this match is lazy. More team miscommunication. I can't say I'm excited for this card. Well, I am for one reason, one match only, but that's about it. I, I'm really just concerned as where we go after Survivor Series, as far as this card. Um, but yeah, I'm going towards Team SmackDown with this because um, of Bianca Blair. You know, sh this is a new up-and-coming superstar. A new female wrestler who has just joined the main roster, and I believe she should come out on top. Bianca Blair is very talented. I think she is the new face of the women's division on SmackDown. I could see her going into a feud with uh, uh, Bailey as well. This is a woman who has power, charisma, athleticism. She has it all. I just hope WWE doesn't overuse her character going forward with her. Um, Team Raw, you see, you know, Nia Jax and Baszler putting Lana through a table every week. There is the possibility that Team Raw could pull this out of their ass and win because of Lana. I see Lana being the sole survivor in this match if Team Raw does by chance pick up the win 
Um, I see her outlasting all the other competitors just because of how this story has been built up in the last few weeks, you know. <coughs> we see, you know, Lana getting put to a table every week for the last, what, eight, nine weeks? And I don't know about you, but this, I, I guess she's a baby face now. I don't know. Um, if this is how we're making baby faces now, by gaining sympathy, I'm not for it. It's not how you get a baby face over. In my opinion, she's not over. I think this is laughable at this point. You know, we at this point we're looking forward to seeing Lana go to a table every week. But from what I've read and what I've seen, that this is a way to get Lana over as a babyface competitor. Not the way to do it. Um, if you want to get her over strictly as a babyface, put her in some matches. Teach her how to do decent promo. From what I've seen from her promo skills, she's not a good on the mic at all. I'm, and I'm not, not just talking about recently. I'm talking about, you know, her past storyline with Lashley and, and Rusev. The bad promo she cut then. Um, but you can't put the blame on her entirely. You know, that, that whole storyline was horrible. And, you know, now I think when people look at Lana she's just kind of laughable um, I'm sure others can argue differently but this is just it's sad I'm surprised she's even still on the main roster still signed by WWE I don't understand why they don't put her in NXT where she could be more valuable she can learn and develop as a not only a wrestler, but as a character in general. Um, but yeah, we're seeing her get put to a table for, for what, eight, nine weeks, and, and I guess now she's a baby face. So if, if Team Raw, they win this match, it will be because of Lana. Mark my words, it will be because of Lana. Um... I, I could see them winning towards this, towards that direction. I still feel SmackDown will take it. But there is another option, another scenario where, you know, Lana could always turn on her team, turn on Nia and Baszler for putting her to the table and costing Team Raw the win. Um, there is that possibility as well. You know, Team SmackDown could pick up the win. They do have the talent. They have Bailey as well. Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot. Um, there's always that scenario. Um, some could say, you know, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan are also two females that need to pick up a win. Um, Liv Morgan, she's had a good run. Well, I can't say that. It's it's been okay I guess I should say okay run as a singles competitor not great but it's been okay Ruby Riot, you know she's been on and off um, but ever since these two you know came into this team you know they brought back the Riot Squad ever since they did this they haven't really had a big push You know, back when it was uh, the Riot Squad, it was three, you know, three females. Now it's just down to two. And um, you know, they had a big push then, but now things are different. So some could say, you know, Ruby Riot, Amber Morgan, they need this one. Natalia is another one who hasn't had a big push. Um, well, I really don't see... Anybody getting a major push from this victory, but whether regardless of what team wins, but they need something, some credit, some credibility somewhere. Um, again, from these matches, there is no reward to this. There is no reward to the team winner. 
So I don't like I said I don't get this build up, you know. Um, that there is no uh big payoff to to the winners. There's no trophy. There's no medal. There's no hey if if my team wins you'll get a title shot you'll get a tag title shot or whatever. There's no reward. So. Some could argue, you know, this is for brand supremacy, you know, the dominant brand. But, uh, you know, Survivor Series, I don't think it really matters, regardless of what, who wins, because going forward, this is, this is always just going to be looked at as, as okay, you know, they're going to put it behind them and it'll, it'll be forgotten about, forgotten about, um, there, there is no big payoff to this, and, and I, I can't wait for this pay per view to be over. There is, you know, Taker's final final farewell that we have looked forward to. We'll get to that in a second. <coughs> but for Team SmackDown, I have them taking the win for the women's division. Um. Still, they have the better team. You know, there's a lot of scenarios that Team Raw could lose. So I'm leaning towards Team SmackDown. This could change, you know, but that's my prediction. So, next up, we have Asuka versus Sasha for the Raw Women's title. Um, This match here. We've seen... Sasha and Asuka a thousand times. Not literally, but we've seen it before. And this time, I see Sasha picking up the win. I do not see... Well, no, I guess I could say Asuka could pick up the win. Um, and I predict a Asuka heel turn as well. There's a lot to complain to this match, you know. Um, Bailey could cost Sasha this match for having you know, Bailey lose her title. Oscar could turn heel, and I, I think the women's division needs a heel champion. Cause back then we had Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is now gone. We had Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch wasn't a hill, but you know she was a top babyface. Um, like I said, the Raw Women's Division—they need a top hill right now. Is Oscar the best choice to be a hill and a Raw Women's Champion? No, I do not think so. Because somebody like Shayna Baszler. Needs to be in that top spot. Some could say Nia. But she's too dangerous to work with. Um, But for this match. Oscar versus Sasha Banks. I could see Oscar picking up the win. Turning heel. And maybe. You know. Having a long reign as a women's champion. So let's be honest, Asuka really hasn't had that great of a reign as a champion. Um, she, she, you know, she went up against Selena Vega, who we'll talk about here in a minute. She's had a few matches, but, but other than that, it really hasn't been a great run for her. Um, I'd like to see her in a decent feud that's actually worth watching. It gets my attention. You know, they, they took the belt off of her before. Well, did they? Um, you know, Sasha Banks was the Raw Women's Champion at one point. I, I think she actually beat Oscar before. But, hopefully... Oscar picks up the win 
and keeps this title for a long time. Now, the title isn't on the line at Survivor Series, but I'm talking about going forward. Hopefully, WWE pulls the trigger with Asuka. They turn her heel, and she could have a decent feud. Um... Maybe even a feud with maybe Natalia or Mandy Rhodes, who, for what reason, they took her off a of team raw. But Oscar needs a decent run, whether it's a babyface or a heel. She can't cut a promo. Her in ring ability is good, but her promo skills, she just rambles. Can't get into it. When I'm watching wrestling, I like to see somebody cut a good promo, and Oscar just can't do it. I, I turn my TV down whenever I see Oscar, because it's just horrible. But that's my opinion. You know, not judging anybody else. But they need to pull the trigger with Oscar. They need to turn her heel. You know, maybe when Becky Lynch returns, she returns as a baby face. They could do an Oscar versus. Becky Lynch feud. Um, when Becky Lynch does return, I see Becky Lynch going after the title that she never lost, which could be a good reason to turn Oscar Hill to do a Hill versus Babyface match. You know, because Becky Lynch, let's be honest, is a Babyface. She's just so over with the fans. Turning her Hill wouldn't make sense. I think, you know, turning Oscar Hill would make sense in that scenario. Um, that would be a good rivalry to see. You know, Becky Lynch could say, hey, I never lost this title. Give me a match. So, going forward, I could see them having a long rivalry. Hopefully they do. Um... Yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm excited to see what happens after Survivor Series for, you know, the whole, for both rosters, I should say. I, I'm excited to see what they do. Because like I said, Survivor Series won't be remembered after this. It'll, it'll be forgotten about like it never happened. So going forward, I hope it's better. Um, I think Raw as a whole has been decent the last few weeks. It's, it's been a lot better than SmackDown. Um, you do have SmackDown. You do have the top hill, Roman Reigns. Uh, he, he's great as a hill. He's worth watching on SmackDown. It makes SmackDown worth watching. And I'm excited for the McIntyre versus Reigns match. Just to see who comes out on that. I'm assuming Roman Reigns, but we'll we'll see. We'll get into that in a minute. Um But yeah, uh Raw I think is just a little bit better than SmackDown, but as a brand. Um, you have you know, the McIntyre versus Randy Lavery, who which has been going on forever. Um, I'm assuming that Randy will get a rematch. Maybe not now, but soon. I see him tying Ric Flair's record. I do feel that Randy, you know, will have a feud with Bray Wyatt coming soon after Survivor Series. That they are teasing it. In the funhouse, they are, they have been teasing it the last few weeks. Randy Orton could use a good feud right now. You know that the feud he had with McIntyre has been going on for too long. We need a break from that right now. I know a lot of people were mad that Randy lost the title to McIntyre this past Monday, but you have to understand, McIntyre deserves this for one. This guy's been a 
he was a jobber for most of his career. You know, he was released by WWE at one point. You know, they 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 put him back in WWE just to, just to have have him be a jobber in that three MB group with Heath Slater and Jimmy Mahal. Um, and his career was just. It wasn't going so well. He had, he had a good run in TNA, but as far as WWE is concerned, um, he just hasn't. So that's why I say McIntyre deserves this. And the reason they took that belt off Randy um, is so I think that later on he'll regain it because now he is a 14-time world champion. Um, and I see him... You know, facing McIntyre later on and taking the title back and tying Ric Flair's record and possibly beating Ric Flair's record. So that was why they took that belt off of Randy. Um, you know, plus, you know, if, if Randy goes in to feud with Bray Wyatt, it really doesn't have to be the, for the title. Um, it shouldn't be for the title. I, I I do see Bray Wyatt eventually being a WWE champion on Monday Night Raw, but just not now. I think it's too soon. So, but yeah, I, I, I see Randy tying Flair's record. I see him feuding with The Fiend. I, I think there's a lot in store for Randy Orton in the next few weeks. I, I think there's just so much that's going to happen. It is being teased that he will face Wyatt. So I'm guess WWE's leaning towards that direction, hopefully. You know, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, they have a history together. They have a big history. You know, Randy Orton team with Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. They, they've went head-to-head, you know. Randy Orton burned down the Wyatt compound with Sister Abigail in it. And you know the fiend, he doesn't forget. That's why I love his character. I love this Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing, because it is unique. It's something to look forward to on Monday Night Raw. It, it is just fun. And and I love the fact that they they go back and revisit Bray's old rivalries, and they bring them back to life. That's the unique thing about this fiend Funhouse Bray because there's so much they could do with him. And there's so much more to come. But yeah, um, a lot of people weren't happy about Drew McIntyre beating Randy. But there's a lot of reasons why that happened. And this isn't the end, I assure you. It's not. Um, okay, next we have... New Day versus the Street Profits. Um, this, you know, the New Day, I'm surprised Xavier and Kofi are a team. Uh, well, I mean, I can't say it surprises me, but you would think they would have Kofi go on a singles run instead of being in a tag team. I think he deserves... A little bit more than what he's given at this point. I think, you know, Kofi deserves a singles run. Xavier, I think, he could be a singles competitor. Just to see what he can do. Street Profits are a great tag team, you know. Decent, but I mean, they're okay. Um, I'm not really thrilled about this match. Everybody kind of assumes New Day will win. I see it happening. There's always that chance New Day could put the Street Profits over. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I'm not really thr thrilled with this match. 
you know, the New Day is a team they've been together for years. They recently split the New Day up with Biggie on SmackDown and the New Day the the Kofi and Xavier on Raw. <sighs> they Biggie was due for a singles push. I don't know what they're doing with him now. He is not he is not on the Survivor Series card at all. You would think he would join Team SmackDown to kind of push him as a singles competitor. But that's not the case. They picked Otis. Who, yeah, okay, I could see him being a member of Team SmackDown, but Big E would have been the better choice, in my opinion. Um, Big E was primed for a big push, you know. It was, it was, you know, it was advertised that he would be do for a big push and everybody kind of thought you know that he would be pushed to the main event at one point I remember hearing rumors that Big E would face The Fiend at some point for the Smackdown women's for the Smackdown championship you know plans changed Bray Wyatt is no longer on Smackdown he's no longer champion he's on Raw Big E has not really done much since his feud with Sheamus. So I don't know what direction they're going with Big E. At this point, could they put him back with the New Day? Could they do something with him? I don't know. They need to do something with him. Something useful. I would hate to see him, you know, being a, being a tag team division again. Because he's so useful as a singles competitor. He has the athletic build. He has the personality to be a singles competitor. And I think he could pull it off. Same with Kofi Kingston, as I said. He's had a good singles run. He's He was Intercontinental Champion. I think he was United States Champion at one point. A former WWE Champion. I don't think Kofi's run as WWE Champion was that great. I think it ended poorly with Brock Lesnar beating Kofi in 13 seconds. I believe it was 13 seconds, I'm not sure. But they, they need to do something with the New Day as a whole with Big E, Xavier, and Kofi. If they're not going to do anything with Big E, I say put him back in the New Day and just Call it that. Call it as it is. Um, Kofi, same with him. I think he would benefit more from being a singles competitor instead of being stuck in the tag division. You see when certain stars are in the tag division, they're kind of just stuck. Um, look at Cesaro and Sheamus. No, Cesaro and Shinsuke, rather. Um, Cesaro, he's been stuck in the tag division for a long time now. I recently read that he was a, I think they said seven or nine time tag team champion, which is bullshit because this is a guy who I always said, and you can listen back in my previous episodes, I've always said Cesaro should be at least a three time world champion by now. He should be a, a intercontinental champion, I believe, or a United States champion. He just hasn't had the big push he deserves. Why? Because he's stuck in the tag team division. And unless they don't do something with Kofi or Big E or Xavier, that's what's going to happen, especially Kofi and Big E, guys that could be singles competitors. I can't say the same for Xavier because, you know, he hasn't really had a singles run. But Kofi and Big E, they've had singles runs. And if something doesn't change, they're going to be stuck in that tag division for a long time. Unless WWE makes changes. There's so many other tag teams that could be pushed right now. Look at Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Guys that are put in the back. And Dolph, Dolph is another one who I said should be a singles competitor. Um, they haven't put the, the tag titles on Roode or Dolph yet. And if they're going to do something with them, put the tag team titles on them. 
Otherwise, it's, it's pointless. It's meaningless. They're just throwing these guys together as tag teams because they have no idea what they're doing with them. Dolph and Bobby, that, that don't even make sense. Um, I've said before, you know, why don't they sign James Storm, you know, Cowboy James Storm, and pair him up with Bobby Roode? That would make sense as a tag team. Not Dolph and Bobby, that doesn't make sense. Yes, they're good competitors, but not as a tag team. That just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, James Storm and Bobby Roode. They've teamed up before. They have history together in TNA as Spear Money Incorporated. This could be a reason for WWE to sign James Storm. I think he is under contract with TNA. I'm not sure at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm really not sure. He was signed by National Wrestling Alliance at one point. But if WWE could pick him up, that'd be great. He had a brief run in NXT that didn't go so well. But if the opportunity ever knocks, they could do something with him. Um, moving on to Selena Vega, who was fired by WWE. I guess she was had a Twitch account, OnlyFans or something, and they fired her. I guess WWE just, you know, had enough. I don't know. Uh, this comes as no surprise to me. You know, I think at this point they didn't really know what to do with her. You know, after they took her away from Andrade. They, they paired her up with Asuka. Yeah, she was just kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, I am more cons more concerned as to what is going to happen with Aleister Black at this point. We haven't seen Aleister Black in a while. And he is another one who hasn't had a good push since joining the main roster. I have recently read that he wants to go back to NXT, which I agree, he would benefit more on a brand like NXT as he did before. Ever since his main roster debut, he has not had a good run at all. And Vince McMahon, or Creative, they're the ones to blame for that. When Paul Heyman was head of Creative, he wanted to push guys like Aleister Black, Ricochet, you know, Cedric Alexander, guys like that. But then when Paul Heyman got fired, you know, you didn't see much of Aleister Black or those guys. Look what they're doing now with Ricochet and, you know, they're not doing much with these guys anymore. So I, I think Aleister Black would benefit from going to NXT. As he as he did before. It is a shame that WWE has so much talent they don't use. And they wonder why these guys go and sign somewhere else because they're not being used correctly. And Aleister Black, he's an amazing talent. Um, I, I do enjoy his in his in ring work. He's a lot of fun to watch. He could be a main event, uh, main event star if used correctly. But I don't see that happening. Not now. And, and maybe not for a while. This is very sad. Because there's so much talent in the back that, that they waste. Instead of using them correctly, they're just they're, they're sitting at home. And it's, it's a shame because Monday Night Raw is a three-hour show. That time could be used to put some of the talent over that doesn't get to be used at all. Um, they have the talent. They just don't know what to do with it. 
it wouldn't surprise me if half of WWE talent, you know, crosses over to AEW. We've seen what AEW does with, you know, talent. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But I think guys like Aleister Black and Ricochet would benefit somewhere else. I don't know what's going to happen at this point with them. But we shall see, people. We shall see. Okay, moving on. Sorry, I got sidetracked in that little rant there. <laughs> but um, we have Lashley, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. <sighs> yes, another heel versus heel match with that I don't agree with. Um... I do not agree with this match at all. Hopefully, Sami Zayn will turn babyface after this. I don't know. Don't see that happening. I don't think Sami Zayn has had a decent run as a babyface. I think he would benefit more. As a heel, I mean. I think he'd benefit more as a babyface as he's had before. The Intercontinental Championship... I think is frowned upon now. It's not looked as be it's not looked at as being serious anymore. I don't think WWE really takes it serious as they did, as when like the Miz held it. Um. So Sami Zayn is a heel right now. I like him as a heel, but it's just not working. They're not booking him as they should. He's not on the weekly programming. He's he doesn't have matches all the time like. We should see him at least once a week on SmackDown, if that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Intercontinental Championship is taken very serious, which is sad. Because at one time, that was one of the belts that was taken very serious. You know, it was behind the World Championship. But I don't agree with this match. A heel versus heel. I guess I'm too old school because if I'm booking a match, I want to see a babyface versus a heel, not a heel versus heel match. If I had to pick, I'd say Lashley is going over, obviously. I mean, why else wouldn't he? Unless somebody costs Lashley a match, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not excited for this card at all. I can't wait to see what they do afterwards. I think there's a lot of feuds after Survivor Series that need to be looked at. Like I said, this isn't going to be remembered. Um, just try to get through it the best that we can. Some people may be excited for this card. I don't know. I'm not. But if I had to pick, it's going to be Bobby Lashley. Um, Zane, Sami Zayn could take a loss here. It wouldn't hurt him. He's already Intercontinental Champion. Um, of course, there's always that scenario of Retribution getting involved and costing Lashley the match. Being with the Hurt Business and Retribution has you know, feuded the last several weeks. Even though we haven't seen much of it it's, there's always that direction they can go and they re revisit that feud as a matter of fact you know retribution isn't even like even isn't even on the card which doesn't come as a surprise but retribution isn't looked at as being serious anymore all their momentum is gone they've become the new nexus as i said before for those of you who don't know who Nexus is, look it up. The name Wade Barrett should ring a bell. That was a group that was promised to have everything. To promise to be everything. But we've seen what happened with them. And it's a shame. But yeah, I'm picking Lashley for that win. Um, next we have McIntyre versus Reigns. 
I see Reigns taking this win. As I said, McIntyre can take a loss. It's not going to hurt him. Um, Reigns is just too over as a hill right now to take a loss to anybody. I don't think Reigns should lose to anybody for a long time. Especially clean. I don't think he should lose clean at all. If he's going to lose, it should be by count out or something. But Reigns, Roman Reigns is a character and a man who should be protected for a long time up until they find the right opponent to beat him. So I don't see Reigns losing this match at all. Reigns is somebody that needs to be over for a long time. And McIntyre, he could take a loss. You know, he's taken a loss before with Randy Orton. And he's come back and won it. He's, he just has that type. He's just that type of person. Um, for some wrestlers, that can work. For some, you know, they can't. It's understandable, though. But, yeah, I'm picking Roman Reigns for this. Maybe WWE pull a big surprise and have McIntyre win. But who knows? But, like I said, this is the only match I'm actually excited for. This this will be what makes Survivor Series worth watching. Because this whole card, it's just lazy. It's put together lazy. That's all it is. Um, we've seen in the past with Survivor Series, the whole brand invasion... That's what made Survivor Series exciting, in my opinion. A couple years ago, we had Team Shane versus Team Angle, which I think was really fun to watch. There was a lot that happened with that card. But like I said, this whole card as a whole was just put together lazy. Could have been better. Um, there's so much after Survivor Series they could do and I, I, I can't say it enough because this was just a big letdown this year hopefully next year is better another thing to look forward to we have Undertaker's final farewell which they're saying it's his final farewell but I don't believe so if you know Undertaker like you know Undertaker, you know this isn't the final farewell. If Undertaker is going to go out, it is going to be with the fans in the arena. Or it is going to be in a match. Um, a lot of possibilities for this, of how this could end. This could be Taker's final farewell. I don't know. I don't believe so. As many others think that. And Taker has said before that if the money is right, he will return. I do not see this being the end for The Undertaker. Why? Because of one man, Bray Wyatt. It, is, it has been teased that Bray Wyatt and Undertaker will soon have a rivalry and will go head to head. And I believe that will happen. Undertaker, he's always been one to give back to the business. And I believe he will pass the torch to Bray Wyatt coming soon. Um, this would be an exciting match. They both have, you know, these characters, these evil characters, these unique characters. And I think it'd be very exciting. You know, Undertaker is one of the most unique characters to ever be in WWE. You know, next you have Mankind, then you have Kane, and now you have The Fiend. He was the most unique character we've seen in a long time. Behind The Undertaker. 
Well, in my opinion, but so if I'm WWE and I'm smart, I am booking Tanker versus the Fiend and having the Fiend go over as Undertaker passes the torch to the Fiend and rides off as his final as his final match. The Undertaker has given so much to this business. He's given so much in his career. Obviously, a loss would not hurt him. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. The Undertaker is Undertaker, and his legacy will live on forever. But knowing the Undertaker, like we all do, we should assume this is not the end. I mean, just because it's being teased don't mean it will happen. But there's always that possibility of if. Now this could be a, a match that we're all hoping for. Maybe they could let us down and say, well, it's not going to happen. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to see Sting versus Undertaker booked. I don't want to see it. So this could be one of those moments where, you know, we all get our hopes up and it doesn't happen, but we shall see. Um, I do not believe this is it for Taker. I believe he has one more match in him. He's probably in good shape. But I do not see this being the end. Of the Undertaker. They teased it for a while, you know, in the fun house. And I hope we're not all getting our hopes up. I hope that this match does happen. But even if it doesn't, you know, we still can look forward to Undertaker Survivor Series. There's still McIntyre versus Reigns to look forward to. That's the only th two things I'm looking forward to. <sighs> but we shall see, people. There's not a lot to talk about about this card, except for those matches. I did watch AEW. The other night, um, half of AEW, I should say. I did see the top light versus the Young Bucks match, which I thought was decent. Um, the Young Bucks are the tag team champions. Top light is the new up and comers. I, I do think this. Top light team has a lot of potential. And if booked correctly, you know, they could always get that rematch with the Young Bucks and and win. They have a lot of talent. I do think the match itself could have been a little bit better. A lot of high flying involved on a lot of ring work a lot of flips a lot of kicks that stuff was it a fun match yeah wasn't horrible um I, I also saw the Las Vegas Chris Jericho inner circle segments um, you know, not a big fan of MJF anymore, and I lost my hope with Jericho. I kind of wish they would have did more with these segments. Um, they did like a hangover parody where they all woke up and didn't know where they was, didn't know what happened. You know, MJF 
Cut a little promo on the roof talking about he's always been a lone wolf. He found his brothers just like the Hangover movie. Which would have been funny if they would have had, you know, a tiger in the bathroom. Mike Tyson. They could have had Mike Tyson involved. I think that would have been fun to see Mike Tyson punch somebody out. Um, so much they could have done with that segment. But again, these are the MJF, Chris Jericho segments that, that are kind of just bullshit. I don't think anybody really takes Jericho serious anymore. Don't see why anybody would. But he is Jericho. You gotta love him regardless of what he does. As much as AEW could really get under your skin sometimes, you got you gotta love Jericho and what he does. I do think it's time for him to hang up the boots. You know, he is a he's a, a good competitor. But he's just getting up there in age to where he just can't perform as well as he used to. He performs at a decent level. But at his age, he can't perform at the speed he once was. Um, I think it's time for Jericho to hang it up and kind of pass torch to somebody else. Get back at the business, as, as many veterans do. MJF could carry that company and be a big talent if they avoid these segments with Jericho. You know, let MJF do his heel promos like he's been doing. Let MJF be MJF is what I'm saying. But as long as MJF is involved with Jericho, I don't think that's going to happen. I do see Santana and Ortiz splitting from the group. Causing a rift between the inner circle. Maybe Santana and Ortiz turn babyface. And they turn on Jericho and MJF and the whole group. You know, Hager. And everyone else. So much that can happen. Um... Like I said, MJF, he needs to stay away from Jericho. I think anybody works that works with Jericho in AEW is cursed because you've seen people that work with Jericho, then after they have that feud, they really don't get a, get a big push. Um, so maybe Jericho is a curse to AEW. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know. But, um, I did also see the Kenny Omega and John Moxley segments. Um, John Moxley and Kenny Omega will be going head to head once again in a match. Um, Kent, John Moxley was attacked in the back by I don't know who because I didn't watch the whole show. How could you, you know? But Moxley was attacked. Kenny Omega comes out. He cuts a promo. This and that. Um, whether Kenny Omega turns here or not at this point is unknown. Um, a lot of people give Kenny Omega shit. A lot of people complain about him. Um, the only thing I see about Kenny Omega that I dislike is his promos. His in-ring ability, uh, his in-ring ability is okay, but as far as promos go, I'm not a big fan. Um, he doesn't really have like any kind of. Doesn't seem like he has any kind of personality to cut a promo. He's not loud. He's very soft-spoken. He doesn't really show any emotion. And I think that's a lot of of the problem with Kenny Omega. Like I said, his in-ring ability is okay. But as far as cutting a promo, he just can't do it. I can't stand to see him on the mic. Then he's calling himself the cleaner. Um, those girls coming out with the broom, which I think is silly, you know. 
And if you don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you probably would be confused, as most people probably are, as to what this whole gimmick is. But, but yeah, um, if anybody is going to dethrone Moxley, it's probably going to be Kenny Omega in the rematch. I didn't care for the Lights Out match they had the first time. I thought that was very boring. I'm not a big fan of hardcore matches. But if anybody's going to beat Moxley, it's going to be Omega. But we shall see what happens, people. I want to thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. I hope everyone has a great holiday and God bless. Thank you for watching Wrestling World. I am Oscar Boyer, signing off. And thank you. Good night.